here we are, and welcome to the first Friday Night Movie podcast episode of 2020. Doesn't 2020 feel like a fake decade? It, like, we're five years past Back to the Future right now. That's insane. It's t- and, and, and at this point, by the way, I, I've seen on Instagram people, like, making a big deal about the decade and the best things of the decade. I feel like after 1990 turned to 2000, we can just stop getting excited about decades. I just don't think I it's like a real like, measure. Is decade a thing? Also, it, decades are 10 years. So I, this makes me sound so stupid, I'm sure. And you might need to cut this out. But I'm like, 2009 to 2019 was a decade. It was 10 years. Yeah, yeah that was 10 years. It, yeah, exactly. It, Always, it's next always... year will be ten years from from. Well, there is a from ten years ago. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't. I, I don't. That's just because the numbers are even, or it's just like chunks of time. I'm like every year is a decade from ten years but ago. Also, people. what's different today? What's different today about yesterday? I just don't really get this whole like what's New Year's today? thing today. For I mean, that's literally me, how I feel. Like, why for... does today matter any more than yesterday did? Why did I need to celebrate last night? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not into New Year's Eve. I had. I'm not into New Year's I Eve. had a fun New Year's Eve. I saw Fish at Madison. You Square had an Garden. epic. It was amazing. You had an epic New Year's Eve. It was amazing. Okay, so in this episode, we are going to actually look back on 2019, just the previous year, not the previous decade, and we're going to talk about the best. I wouldn't say worst, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about our buys, our rents, and our mail for, for the for the last year. I think actually, and we can get into this later. One of my highlights of the year is rekindling my deep, deep love for cats. Oh, okay. By well, being by seeing both one. both the stage, you know, play of it, the per- live performance, and the movie, and then watching the movie version of the play and listening to the soundtrack has just ignited my love for cats. That is a highlight. Okay. That's, I, to me, that's, a, that's, that's the, that can't be measured in decades. Instead of you two reviewing the movie, can I just ask you about it? Well, we're not yeah. going to review it now. We're not going to really. We're not going to review it now. It says, Quick Cats Review by Beck and Shy at the oh, top of the outline. that is the top thing. Oh, no kidding. It's literally. You're welcome, host. And Becky, Becky, yeah. didn't, Becky didn't see it either. Uh, that's a, that's why she segued into sorry. cats. So, I really said this is a seven-page outline, and I have so many things to fill out. I just scrolled to the bottom. So we, so Becky and I, I think we both love cats. We had different like things to say about it, although I think I've adopted Becky's point of view. What, so anyways, it's a buy. It's magical. It's a lot of fun. My, my brief statement on it, it, the people who complain about cats, I, I, I keep asking them, what did you think you were going to see? That's I, my big... Right, exactly. Like if you had any what, idea what, what the Broadway... What was submit, your expectation? Submit yourself to the experience and you will enjoy it. If you try to fight it, yeah, sure, you'll be Had miserable. You never but seen it's like going on a roller coaster. Lift your arms in the air and just scream, sure, and you're going to have my fun. My question is, if you had never seen not only the Broadway or any production of it, then what is it? Does it make I would have, any I would sense have, at all? I would have assumed I'm watching a movie that was made by people on acid. Right, so this is really for fans of like the theater production. I yeah. mean, or people who just want to have a magical experience. Shai, I, I think that's not who it's for. I guess. <laughs> I'm guessing. And it's and the I algorithm. Just I just need to conclude that um, 
It would have been better had they just made incredible real people like Jim Henson type costumes. So I, saw and not great, PG, right? I saw a great little headline. I have no idea where it was, but I think it was a Hollywood reporter that said, Baby Yoda and the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance prove that you still need practical effects and you can't do everything CGI. And I think Cats proves it sort of, it's like the, it's like the, it's the, I don't know if the counterfactual, it's, it's the example where had they filmed Cats and emphasized the physical prowess and done it all practical because it's such a hard play to perform and the actors in it are so, the ones that are actual dancers and singers are really, really great. I think they could have really impressed people with, it would have been like a martial arts movie, but for dance. Instead, right. instead there are people definitely are distracted by the, the, people. It, people are rightfully distracted by floating heads on dancing bodies. But I gotta tell you, like Sir Ian McKellum does not have to lap up a saucer of milk if he doesn't want to at this point in his career. He's Dude, Gandalf. Dame Judy Dench does not need to kick her leg in the air yeah, in a show saucy her, way. Show, show her, show her privates, right? So. Clearly, those two icons of st- stage and theater kind of were on board with it. So, anyway. Did you wait? Are you the one that sent me? Yeah, you sent me the article of like, in order, who should be the most embarrassed for being in this movie? Or, no, it's, it's, least, <laughs> it's least to most embarrassed. Least I, to I, most I will embarrassed. Say, the thing I liked about that article, although it was still mean, the way. So, I mean, the articles about mean. this movie are like borderline <laughs> cyberbullying. Uh, The thing I liked about the article is that there are three performers in the movie in particular that are stage performers primarily, and that's Francesca Hayward, uh, Laurie Anderson, and uh, Robbie Fairchild. And they get a ton of respect because they were absolutely amazing in the movie. If you can ignore the CGI issues and you just look at what these guys can do as singers and dancers, it's fantastic. Beck, how about you? Okay. I... Sorry, what was the question? Lily's just asking us about cats. Oh, I think, um, yes, I I think if you can look, exactly, if you can look past the very cringeworthy, bizarro CGI, it is a magical, jellical experience. And I think people who, who just can't kind of let go of their own ego and just enjoy it for the experience that it is don't truly have a sense of wonder you know they don't have a sense of wonder i think it's okay to just be in a bizarre surrealist space it's important to be a fan of the broadway or theater production (laughs) i think think it's i think you know and i'm actually going to put uh this other movie uncut gems with um adam sandler a drama that he's in in the same category as cats which is that you know, sometimes it can be really fun and exciting to experience a new kind of storytelling, a new kind of film. And Uncut Gems is a super stressful, bizarre, crazy movie. And I feel like that, just as much as Cats, is something you have to go in there and say, I'm going to be experiencing something new and right. different That's and have point. different expectations. Because I think if you go into a movie like Uncut Gems and you try and fight it and you don't just submit yourself to the intensity and the chaos of it, it would be a pretty miserable experience. Like Six, like six Underground. No, not no. <laughs> like Six Underground okay. per se. All right, let's, anyway, let's, let's anyway. use that as the opportunity to say that we're going to talk about our top movies of the year, of which Six Underground I don't think is any of them. No, top that goes in a different top category. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to do the top. So our, our, our rating system in this family is, is buy, rent, or meh. 
So first, what are your top, buy being the top, rent being the middle, meh being the least good. What are your top buys of the year in terms of movies? Who's going first? Me? Sure. Okay, Jojo Rabbit. It's not just my top of the year. I actually think it's my top of the decade, as controversial as the decade situation is right <laughs> L- now. Lily's calculation of time. It's, it's, um, yes. For sure, Jojo Rabbit is my absolute number one. Um, I, I can say I judge people who don't like it. That's official. <laughs> um, so Jojo Rabbit, Rise of Skywalker, this film called The Farewell, which I found so interesting and moving and everything from the way that it's shot to the dialogue it was phenomenal Um, she's so good it is so good um and i was surprised at how much i liked it actually um shazam because hello do we not remember how much fun that was and how much fun we're like just like a good old-fashioned fun time movie and even though i haven't seen little women i think it's gonna be one of my top so i'm just gonna put it in there Hmm. Smart. Very That's cool. a safe bet. And I do want to give honorable mentions to Uncut Gems and Knives Out, um, which we can get into in other categories. Those are just honorable mentions, not necessarily my top ones. All right, Lil. Your well, top I think buys movies, of the year. Like, I'm a year behind. Because by the time I get a no, chance to see things. Just do 2019, so Lily. Just do I'm Don't. Just go quickly. Just I'm go just quickly. saying... We have a I'm lot just, of content to get through. I get it. I'm just saying that I haven't I got a chance to see a lot of the movies that I'm are giving amazing. You 45 year. seconds to name these. Just saying you had <laughs> time. So I'm pretty sure uh, you did in under a minute. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ready or Not, Always Be My Baby, Marriage Story, Brittany Runs a Marathon, Skywalker. Those are fantastic choices. I feel like we are giving One, two, people three, wonderful You're giving people five, choices six. of top movies if they live in a foreign country and don't get a chance to see all the big top movies in English. But I think those are great. No, these are all those are great, great choices. So mine are mine are Jojo Rabbit as well. That is one of the that's the best movie right, I saw this year. Right. To be year. clear, I, it's probably on my list too. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, it, it is fine, on my list. Though. It's good to have like your uh, inability to watch movies is helpful for the audience because it gives a diverse palette. Rise of Skywalker. I wanted Rise Rise of Skywalker was almost my number one just because. It was such an emotional experience getting to it and through it, and I've seen it twice, and I'm going to see it again. Uh, but Jojo Rabbit is a is a really impactful, powerful movie. Ready or Not was like surprise, amazing movie. It was playing on the airplane when we flew out to see you back, and on the way back, and I I got, I got so giddy when I'd see people watching it. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think that's one of Tarantino's masterpieces. And then I'm going to go with Blinded by the Light. Uh, I love that movie. Hmm. It's a great movie. It encapsulates the love of music that a teenager can have. And a really special thing was that my second time I watched it, I watched it with my kids. And what I found out on the flight back from San Francisco back, I asked my kids what they watched on on their trip. And my older daughter said, well, I watched this cartoon, that cartoon tune and blinded by the light and i'm like you watched all blinded by the light by yourself she's like yeah it's amazing so for me that's a real special because it's not a kid's movie but it's a movie you can use to talk to your kids about a lot of things about immigration and family and racism and music 
It's a beautiful movie. Okay. We've we've said the nice things. We've she talked... must have been confused, though, when the dad kept telling the son that Bruce Springsteen must be Jewish. That, I had to explain a lot. But, <laughs> but you know what? People should watch movies with their kids anyway. It's it's an opportunity to teach, I think, You're all around. Very true. That's always been my approach, even with, like, The Lion King. Okay. The biggest... We're not going to do Rent, because that's sort of strangely in the middle. But what were your no. biggest mehs of the year, and what do you... What do you, how do you characterize that meh? Okay. I characterize my meh as being, as not delivering he has on so the many. promise. <laughs> For me, the meh is not delivering oh, okay. on the promise. I see the theme here. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. The King, which is a Netflix historical drama with um, Timothy Chalamet, which was just long and boring triple frontier long and boring six underground long and surprisingly boring for something that's pure action motherless brooklyn long and boring so wait i don't <laughs> edward know edward norton's directing debut so oh, no, here's the thing debut, i though. was so excited to see motherless before. brooklyn i was so excited to see motherless brooklyn i'd heard him talk about it i'd seen the previews i'd been reading about it the first act is fantastic like the first 30 minutes fantastic it's two and a half hours long. It's some long convoluted historical, you know, piece about, I think, housing in New York honestly, or maybe building honestly, parks. I, I don't, don't even know what it's about. I don't know what it's about, so forgive this is insensitive. When I see a movie called Motherless Brooklyn, I just imagine dad being, like, chased out of the house by a nana. Well, and I wanted dad to see it because it's about Brooklyn in the 50s. It's just, it was just, all, all I can say Did is. Did you like it? No, he, like, had a headache and fell asleep and didn't even bother, well, um, which was so a better option. did you really just give your meh to Netflix? Is that is it a Netflix movie, or is it a... Is no, it's not, it's That's not the a one Netflix outlier, movie. But, but these but other three are all The other three are Netflix movies, and I have to say, I, um, all, of, all of these movies did not deliver on their promise. Um, and essentially, I found that they had rambling narratives, um, lots of double beats, uh, characters that weren't fleshed out enough, that didn't have strong enough arcs to actually grip you and keep you in the story, and truly just missed opportunities where you have fantastic, fantastic actors that that um, that are just given content that falls flat. And it might not have even been them. I think a lot of it maybe is in the editing, very just rambling films that you Let, that don't capture you let's give a shout out to the editors oh. i at fish got to meet up with friday night movie alum and awesome person jackie kaplan who is a television film editor mm. and it like these we editors are good they we need editors like when you write a book you don't just write a book stream of consciousness when you nope. make a movie you should not be allowed to make a three and a half I... hour movie just because you can I assume when you see a movie that has poor editing, it's the director's fault. Like they're overpowering the editor because the editor yes, like, knows how to edit. Yes, they're making the editor, you know, they're making choices that, that are thrust upon the editor that ultimately that editor does not have creative control over. So when I'm criticizing the editing for the most part, depending on the type of film it is, I'm like, so something like Motherless Brooklyn, I'm watching that going, wow, had an editor really been given you know, some power here, they probably would have taken out 40 minutes well, of this movie. You know, when I was in Mexico with Allie and her family and we rode on the van from the car rental place to the airport with Edward Norton, I got the sense that he was not a very, very, really? very uh, succinct How editor. Did I, 
Wait, what? How did I not know you about this? No, I definitely I did. I definitely okay. did not talk to him on the Because I have to tell you He's how... I did not know you were I have were to tell you how, how upsetting it was for me because I'm a huge Ed Norton fan. I was so excited for this movie. I was so into the first 30 minutes. And maybe it's just postpartum baby brain where my brain is like scrambled eggs and I can't keep track of anything and you can't hold my attention. So I would say it's quite possibly my fault that I didn't enjoy it. And I, that it is a great film, I, but I, I could not sustain it. For me, I couldn't handle two and a half hours of that movie. Isn't he notorious for, like, messing with the movies he's on, though? Like, isn't, isn't it American History X where the director... No idea. ...disavowed, like, asked his name to be taken off of it because Edward Norton, like, took it over, basically. All so, I know is that Death to Smoochie is amazing, and I need to rewatch that soon. That movie is amazing. I love... Yeah, Death to Smoochie, that is, I think... The movie that Such I think of as the most underrated long... movie of which decade? <laughs> well, any ten years before or after or during when and it was created. Any, when it was, when it was made, it's part of that decade, or the nineties. <laughs> um, decades are very fluid. Uh, well, also, my... like it's such bullshit because after two thousand, you're not going to be like the. Two to tens. Well, they call the them the aughts, teens. which is just and, a lot of. Uh, and now, what are they going to call these? The teens, and now we're in the twenties again. Is are we just starting over? Oh my god! The number of people I saw dressed up in like flapper outfits because it's oh, the twenties. Oh, because twenties. Oh, oh god! They were ready. I'm drinking from coupe god. glasses and wearing fringe. So I'll just say my big meh is Joker. I'm gonna soften my meh. I, I talked a lot about how that movie was an oppressive experience for me and I don't and I don't change that feeling that that movie gave but so that's why it's a myth but in terms of delivering on its promise I actually think that if you if you go back and you watch the previews and you listen to people's reviews of the movie it totally delivers everything it says it's going to It deliver. sounds exactly what it I just I just do. found that experience oppressive so it's sort of like I went on a roller coaster or or I went on a spinning ride knowing I throw up and I threw up. <laughs> and and I right. can't blame the spinning right. ride. I can't blame the spinning ride. Okay. Lily? One of, one of our other great, one of our other great I categories that we do. I don't get to go? Oh, I thought you went. No, Lily didn't go. No, I'm very excited. Like oh, what's your meh for the yeah. year? What's the... Irishman. That's a movie that has all the scenes in it. <laughs> <laughs> Would, so here's a question I have about Irishman. Would Three it have and a half hours. Would it have been no. better if it was... A limited series on Netflix in like 45 minutes. I originally said when I gave my original review for it that I wish he would have made it into a TV show. But he, but even then, nothing happens almost in the movie. So you would have had to have other, he would have had to have been willing to sit down with other people and work and collaborate to have it. <laughs> more action start because if you watched eight episodes of this and you got to the end after investing eight episodes and you were like that's it he kills jimmy hoffa that's it like nothing else happens he gets old and they use like cool technology because they show him them young and then they use and, and, cgi to make the young versions of themselves look old again Instead of just using the old actors, I think they use make. They use the old actors at some point. It's just them, and then they use makeup to make them look even older. Even older, they're already pretty old. They're pretty old, but like they make them look even older. Have and, you seen um, shots of Pacino lately? I mean, you know, one of the great actors of our time. He totally starting to look like a Jewish grandmother. Oh, he, <laughs> he is. I met him when we saw. I saw him on Broadway. I love all of the dropping of sort of, of the, celebrity like, meetings we've had that aren't real ones. Which I is shared amazing. 
a cab in Mexico with Edward Norton. <laughs> I bumped into Pacino outside of his production, his theater production of Salome. And that was, God, that's got to be 15 years ago at least. And when I saw him, I was like, I think it's more oh like God. 20 years ago. Maybe 20 years. I was like, 20 years ago, my reaction was, he looks like a bubby. Yeah. He was so tiny <laughs> and like Very tiny. So bubby looking. That I, that was 20 years ago. He and and how weird is it that he looks like a bubby, but is dating an Israeli model? Like, that's very. Damn. That's like Thanks. Gal Gadot dating her bubby. I guess. I guess. I, I think he wears makeup or something. Softa Pacino. Anyways, I just want to say quickly, my other man is The Lion King. Because oh, good choice did not deliver that. on its comments. And I turned it off. And I was pissed that they so did, did not. I. I was just so pissed it was a wasted opportunity there to do something cool. And what's interesting is that Favreau, like did, with Aladdin. Favreau yeah. did that Lion King. And I think Favreau did something there that they did with cats in the sense that they tried to make it like, let's make them look really realistic. The cats are like, let's do groundbreaking CGI. And it's just like, yo. You're seeing the point of the movie. Go That's to the not core the of what it is and use the strength right. to make it awesome. Don't use the thing around it. But Favreau is going to be allowed a lot of... Um, Favreau's going to be allowed a lot of uh, opportunity here, I think, given what he's been able to do for us. Okay, let's talk about our MVPs of the year. And I'll actually say... These are I, all really different, which this, I think are great. The, 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 the MVP of the year, this can be actor, producer, writer, anyone who's making the films and movies and stuff. Oh, um, I thought you wanted us to name an actor, a producer, and like I was like, oh man, well, you could, really specific you, you with these MVPs. Could, no, you could name any of those. <laughs> you read it. But I read I'll, it being like we have to literally to them. And then I was like, well, you guys really just just did like a couple actors you worked hard there and your so responses I, being very judgy of you guys I, i'm gonna put i'm gonna since we're talking about favreau i'm gonna put favreau in there i think what he did with with mandalorian is absolutely magic and to me puts him so you're just gonna of, steal my answer and just want to be clear that no, i came no, up with no, oh he's on well i'm sorry i don't know who f-a-v-r-o is who's john favreau favreau is that... he's, he's Favreau. Favreau. I'll just say, if they do another Star Wars saga and it isn't J.J. Abrams and they continue the story of Rey, give it to Favreau. Um, and then I'm going to say Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver. Their performances in The Rise of Skywalker were absolutely fantastic. And, and the way that story was told, it gave them a chance to really, really act and you, I don't think you, we usually see that level of acting in Star Wars that's not something we usually see um, even though obviously we love those earlier movies and to me those two were just they they, they helped heal my my wounds with the force oh alright right, Beck hit it so uh, the kid that plays Jojo Roman oh, Griffin such David such a good choice uh, he it's the best performance I've seen all decade um, and ever by a kid, <laughs> ever by and a kid. ever, ever by a kid. More and than just forget about Macaulay the fact Culkin that he, Home Alone. Yeah, even just for oh yeah, it's even just forget about the fact that he's a kid. Just of an actor, it's a phenomenal. It's a deep performance. It's a funny performance. So like he could so well beat done. out Anna Paquin for the Oscar for the like, piano times one thousand. His chemistry with Taika Waititi in Jojo Rabbit is just off the charts. Got- and then 
moving on from that, Taika Waititi, his directing of both Jojo and Mandalorian. But really, I feel like with Jojo, he is like the director of this time, you know, like he's such a... The fact that he can do an art movie like that, that is so powerful and so funny and so different, but then dip into Thor Ragnarok and make, you know, maybe one of his, the best his episodes of Mandalorian. Yeah. He did the, he did, he, he bookended the, the season. He did the first and last episodes and they're, they're, they're funny. They're sharp. They give you so much story, you know, the way that he clearly, can map out a story in his head it's it, it's very elevated so he's really my director and he stays uh, true to, he is connected to his audience i think on a deep level i i would like shy if you haven't yet seen hunter hunt for the wilder people and anybody else who's listening to this podcast if you've not yeah. seen hunt for the wilder people which is a movie he made with sam neill right sam neill yeah sam, yeah, sam neill. neill um star of event horizon Yes, and yeah, which I recently rewatched because of Julian Dennison, who's in uh, Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool yeah, he's Deadpool too. Deadpool too. Um, that it, it, this is a great movie, and you're like not surprised that. And I think Shy, when you if you see this movie, you'll maybe see where he how he could make a Jojo Rabbit, because this is not like your typical. You can film. see his evolution, his and evolution. Then, but I, I think it really will flip you out even more because you're like, how could this guy be so diverse? But with that, I want to also talk about, so his episodes of Mandalorian are fantastic, but you have to give Favreau credit for the whole vision of that show. And so he's also one of my MVPs of the year, because as great of a job as Taika Waititi does with his episodes, the whole season has to hold together and be cohesive and have, um, be able to think about the whole narrative arc and then going into the next season. And so I think Favreau really delivered. And so that's he's one of my I, MVPs. I will say about Favreau, which we didn't I didn't know until you and I started rewatching the Clone Wars cartoons, which has relevant story to Mandalorian. He himself played the head of the Mandalorian Death Watch, which is the guy who holds the dark saber in the Clone Wars cartoons. So mm -hmm. there is a connection yes. there that is so incredibly cool and deep that I don't think anybody 100% expected and it was amazing. Yes. Agreed. Okay, yeah. Lily, who's your who are your MVPs? To me, it's Phoebe Waller Bridge. She Bridge owned not, 2019. Not, not Phoebe Cates? No. No? No. Phoebe no. Cates. There are more than one Phoebe, though. Not Phoebe Bouffet. She is the Phoebe of this decade, if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is definitely the Phoebe of this decade. She, to me, is like the Taika Waititi of. TV shows? I don't know how my girl's guy could say that. She's the Phoebe Waller-Bridge of TV shows. She's amazing. And I think Fleabag was a masterpiece. I think she's an incredible actress. She made Killing Eve, which is one of the coolest shows, I think, to come out in the last few years. It's not on my top for the, when we do the TV seasons, but it's great. It's I still really liked it, and I think she's a powerhouse, and I can't wait to see what she keeps creating. And so I'm grateful uh, for her. I think she's definitely MVP and Baby Yoda because to me he brought joy into like what is a closing out of a difficult year for me. He seeing him when I get I got to rewatch that half of the season with Jose who hadn't seen it and I and it was great because then we had to 
finished watching it together. He loved it, which I was shocked because he's not into Star Wars. And when that little um, pod bassinet rolls up and you see him, and I already knew it was coming. I, it was like pure joy. So, uh, yeah, he won it for me. Okay, all right. Now we, we go from the from the top to the and bottom. I, and, Becky, I guess I did do good because Phoebe is a actor, producer, and director. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> True. So who is your LVP of the year? Can, you know, we're not a particularly... We, I complain a lot about certain things, but in general I wouldn't say we're one of those, like, angry fan podcasts. But who is your least valuable player? I'm just going to go quick. Martin Scorsese, the Irishman. Yeah, for me it's Michael Bay. He, I mean, he's he's an easy shot for least valuable player because he always makes a zillion dollars. So what does he care what I say about him? But Six Underground is just like the worst Fast and the Furious knockoff ever. He like it's like he didn't even try. He didn't even try, right? You it's know annoying. What? It's annoying when these amazing or like epic directors or something are are still producing content and they're getting carte blanche. Obviously, and you're just like somebody reel them in for God's sakes. Um, my LVP is the executive at Netflix who keeps letting people make huge budget <laughs> films with no oversight. <laughs> I, That's I, what my LVP is. <laughs> just put, just put a producer on it just who's like, gonna just look, make keep everyone get, in line. Robbie Pra is doing a great job just, with the comedy series. Comedy, let's they let's are, have yeah. Robbie, you know, give a Move give Scorsese the, a few notes. Truly, that's who's getting my LVP. Just stop it, you know. Just yeah. <laughs> All right, now this is a really fun one. This is your MIP. Who is your most improved, you know, person this year, and and why? And this can really be in any of the categories, but there's always someone who creeps up on you where you're like, whoa, I didn't notice them before, or I did not like them before, and now I love them. Uh, Becky, who do you have? I actually, I love Lily's answer so much. I feel like she should go first. Okay. okay. Um, I love your answer so much, by the way. Yeah, um, I really like your answer. My answer is JLo. And of course, I, God forbid I'd ever say I don't like her. Please, Jay, if you're listening, it's not what I mean by this. What I mean is that I saw her when in that movie, Second Act, is that what it is, with Mom, where she with plays Vanessa like a Hutchins? Walmart employee. Is Vanessa Hudgens in it? Yes. She ends up being like her secret daughter or something. Oh, well, don't she, you ruined it. Spoiler up? alert. Is that part of the movie or is that a different movie? Now I don't. You'll just have to watch and see. Okay. That's a spoiler you don't know I've spoiled yet because I don't remember if that was a different <laughs> Jennifer That's Lopez movie. Just like conversations. Like, maybe she was the daughter she gave up. I, it could be, but it could not be. The point is that she was playing this Walmart employee, and I, the whole time I'm just like, nobody is believing you as a Walmart employee. And I was like, why are you making this shit movie? You're so talented. And I was so annoyed. Then Hustlers. And I was like, damn woman like jose and i were sitting there mouths open being like is that cgi is that her right could it you're, be you're true? saying you're saying is She's that had cats taken the hustlers approach yes of having correct. them strip on a pole no then... that's no leaning leaning, leaning into in leaning to the physical prowess the physi- of the of the actual performers Oh my God! And and exactly. I also JLo I is a fantastic actor. actor, and I think as much as I was like a little bit underwhelmed overall by Hustlers, I was riveted by her. By her, exactly. Yeah. And then, so I feel like most improved because she. I felt like the other movie she made was like a piece maybe, of crap. Oh, I thought you were gonna say maybe because oh. you hadn't seen much from her in a decade. Because well, I haven't you... seen much from her in a decade, and then she made Second Act, and I was like, oh yay, she's back, and I was like, you're better than this, and then she knocks it out of the park her performance in Hustlers, and I was like, good for you, girl. 
Plus, she's like, she looks amazing. Um, I'm assuming it's genetics. She just looks incredible. She's amazing. amazing. Um, so for, for myself, um, Jillian Bell is the lead in Britney Runs Marathon. Now, Jillian Bell has been in a ton of comedies as a side character, as a supporting role. And so it was really, really, it was like, to, to then take on this lead role, which was complex because it's funny and it's dark and it has some drama and there's like a, clearly a physical aspect to it. She's running a lot in the movie. Um, she just, she was fantastic in it and, it. and it was great to see someone who has clearly been sidelined in a very specific type of supporting community right. role. Kind of like really get annoying, a, right? Yeah, like and get, get a proper leading role and just do so well and it made the, she really made that film so enjoyable it's a, it's a powerful so. movie and she is great in it yes and uh my second one if i can if i can say is uh ryan johnson because i've always You're loved fun. his his no i've You're always fun. loved his original it's such his a bold that, i love it it's so bold for our podcast to say no, anything because, nice about him we haven't said anything no, nice about him in two years well because well, becky and i, I have always, said nice I've things always, about him. i've always liked his films i mean i saw brick in theaters when that came out lily oh. and i saw that together in theaters brick um, is a phenomenal i saw movie. looper several times i i've always liked his films and i so deeply unsatisfied and angry after after um what was the name of his last star wars jedi. movie yeah last after jedi. last jedi i block it out that to see knives out i was like see ryan just stay in your lane if you stay in your lane he's no taika watiti it was what you're right, saying he's no he's no taika watiti exactly he's no because i he is not he truly is not but if he stays in his lane and he writes his original little quirky stories that he puts his special spin on he's fantastic i don't need to see him co-opting other franchises you know stay with what you do and you're going to do it really I well remember, and I he's an, he was an odd choice from the beginning like I don't yeah. think you yeah, don't they, see his oeuvre and go that guy should do Star Wars. Or you're but like, an odd or you were like me originally, where I was like, oh, the guy who made Brick, this could be amazing. Wah, wah. Yeah, but it's not the right fit. Yeah. No, because I think he's a bit of a you know, and it works well for him in his original hard. films. He's like a bit of a selfish storyteller. He wants to prove to everyone how cool and crazy his ideas are. And when it's an and original film, that's amazing. They are right. They exactly. are. That's a great point. But don't try and imprint that on something that already you yeah, know has. Mm-hmm. Right, like so... Taika Waititi doesn't make doesn't make Thor Ragnarok into what we do in the shadows. There aren't like exactly. vampires sneaking around yeah. breaking the fourth wall. It's just right. a movie that's like clever and 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 it fits the marble thing and it elevates it, but it doesn't it doesn't break it. Okay, for me, I have a really really like this is a little small corner of my pop culture universe, but you know one that's very important to me, and that is the Goldverse, the Goldbergs, the world of the Goldbergs, and I want to single out Brett Dyer, who plays CB on Schooled, and you know I had a hard time adjusting when they started the spinoff mm-hmm. last year to a new character being part of the Goldverse because he's the other main lead character other than. Um, uh, Lainey's character mm-hmm. and in season okay. two in particular but by the end of season one but in season two he's been so lovable and awesome and to me like really cemented his his place in the Goldverse and uh, it, on the on the Goldbergs on the Gold Nerds podcast we talk a lot Lons and I talk a lot about like which show won the week and Schooled won a lot of the weeks in my mind because of how great Brett Dyer has been and so uh, that's my that's cool. most improved of the year and a little shout out for Schooled there okay there's a lot of stuff we didn't see especially Lily because she lives in a third world Foreign country. country. 
Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. What do you most want to see, starting with Becky, because I think you've probably seen the most movies at this point. What's left on your list? Uh, okay, so what's left on my list is, because I actually I had a list and then I ended up watching most of them since I started it, but uh, I would say Little Women. A movie called Waves. I'm not sure what it's about, but I've heard it's really, really what, good. What about that one where Harrison Ford and the dog... Cl- Call of the Wild. That's the <laughs> book I always pretended to read. Can you just, like, screen cap a picture school. of my face? Harrison Ford only does dog movies now. now. Um, I want to see... There's uh, another film called 1917. Sam Mendes did a war... Made, like, a war drama. It sounds... Yeah, it's I've heard it's amazing. supposed to be amazing. That's on my list. Um... Uh, that's Parasite. all I can think of now. So I saw Parasite. The ones oh, that were did. on my list. Yeah. So I saw Parasite, Knives Out, oh, and Uncut Gems. Um, How was Parasite? It's supposed to be amazing. I wish it hadn't been built up oh, as much as it was really because I also heard it's supposed to be scary, and it's not scary. I think it's an incredibly interesting film, and it's very well done, and something people can talk about and break down and study for years to come. I wouldn't say it was my favorite film. I actually enjoyed The Farewell a lot more than I enjoyed Parasite um, as far as, I guess, foreign films of the year or, you know, if story, you know, but, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really cool. It was really interesting. I'd say at some point, watch it. It's pretty dark though. It's pretty like demented and dark just as like a warning, but it's not actually scary. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, Lil, what do you, what do you want to see? Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, Knives Out, Honey Boy, The Farewell, Uncut Gems, Dolomite Is My Name, and Euphoria as for a TV show. I, I've, started like on my Dolomite, list. I've started Dolomite, uh, Dolomite a couple of times, and <laughs> no? there's like an Eddie Murphy renaissance going on right now, and I guess it has to do yeah. with this movie. So yeah, I feel like sure. every, every few years Hollywood comes around on Eddie Murphy and is like, you're a genius, and they want him to become like Robin Williams, the way Robin Williams only did like serious movies, and he does something like this, and then he'll do like another Norbit movie. But did you <laughs> not? You don't like it? You're not into it? What's no, no, no. I want to see. It. I just hadn't had a chance to like keep watching it. Like it's not a movie mm. I think you can watch with like the kids in the background. So that means I no. got an alley to watch it, and then we have to have the energy. But we're deep in you're the worst right now. Mine are Parasite, a little less so after Becky saw it and said that she said I wouldn't like it. Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> reboot when that's available, uh, which is like next month it'll be available on demand. Already pre-ordered it. Uncut Gems. I love Adam Sandler playing against type and showing his range. And then a shout out to our Take Two podcast buddies, uh, Watchmen on HBO. I hear a lot of good oh, things yeah. about it, and they're the first ones to talk about that positively. So maybe I'll get around to seeing that. Uh, I'd like to see that. Okay. Now, how about 2019? What what was your best current show? Um, like, for, you know, show that's, so that's, that was going on this year, meaning this season that happened right. this year. So, so for me, I'm not putting Last Kingdom in this because I discovered all of Last Kingdom this year. I wasn't really watching the show this year. I was watching it after everything was over. So, what was the current show that you were? I can go into. Okay. If you want. Okay. Um, I forgot to add The Boys because I really love mm. that show. I feel like TV won for me this year over movies because I, again, didn't get to see all the cool movies that are out there. But to me, TV this year knocked it out of the park. I watched some great TV. I thought The Boys was so fun. Um, my number one like, is absolutely Fleabag Season 2. Again, a masterpiece. I just so 
blown away by that. So that's up at the top. But then the other shows I enjoyed so much this year. If you have not seen these, please go and watch them. Sex Education, which is coming back January 16th. I'm so excited. <gasps> really? I I'm so January excited. 16th. I'm so excited. Uh, I thought Russian Doll was so cool and different and creative. Is that this year? You're right. That was like that yeah. was the, like old, that was um, the beginning of the year. I watched yeah, that while I was recording. Amy Poehler and Natasha Leon were so awesome. And they made that show. Uh, I really, in the end, enjoyed The Politician. I know that Josh Crew like, started watching. He's the only other person I know that's seen it and then dipped out. Some other people but I, think I know have seen stick it with liked it. it. I really, I, in the end, I really liked it, and I'm looking forward to the next season. I want Becky to watch it also, so I can please I'm talk about pro, it with somebody. I'm pro Ben Platt. I was, he was going to be one of my MVPs, but then I was like... Um, it's the only thing he's been in, so I don't know if that counts, but that I've seen, but, um, he's, he's fantastic. Mandalorian, obviously big little lies. I thought really brought it for season two, considering really, I liked it. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought about it for a while. Maybe Not it so much for it. me. Um, glow season two also. And then, um, oh, glow. I thought that I think was, that was great. season three, by the way, but yes, oh, was that, was Sorry. that was fantastic. That was the latest three. season of Glow, which again, I figured, you know, I don't know if they can keep it up, and they really made it. Well, they're it doing super one more quick. season, and I feel like I they will give, give us their all. Right. It's going to be fantastic. And then I can't really put this on the list, but I'm just going to mention it. I started The Witcher with Jose, and I'm oh, very confused. How is it? I'm very confused but intrigued, so I'm still watching. I think I, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It was a turning point for me. So I, I, before, I, thought it was cool. I know a lot I of mean, people. I mean, they're all. I know a lot of people who are into The Witcher. Uh, Lindsay, a.k.a. Aphros, XII, really love the video people game series. People are very into it. People but, are very into but it. But I'm surprised. Because of the video the, game and the books. I, I, so I read the description of it on wikipedia and i'm surprised you're watching a show that's about the nymphagorians or nymphalomagians what are the names of the the hexologists what, well, what exactly um, are their profession i mean there's some very 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 weird stuff there's very weird stuff i can't tell you anything about it i just can tell you that it's it's interesting i'm, I'm, I'm interesting and henry cavell is that he, cavell yeah. he you know he's good he doesn't talk very much He's good with the bold stare. Like, and apparently he, <laughs> people who know the character from the books, uh, the series, say that he, he's perfect for the role. So I'm like, good. If they say it's perfect, it's good for me. I'm like, he's doing a great job as this Gerald of Riviera Gerald, or whatever his name is. Uh, Rivia. Yeah. Nymphadora and, Tonks. Whatever. Oh guys, I have no idea what you're Severus even saying. What are these Nail. words you're even saying now? We have Are the Hufflepuffs in it? I don't know. I'm not making anybody watch this show. If somebody else watches it and wants to chit-chat about it, I'm open to it. Um, and I'm just going to quickly say, looking forward to Sex Education, Outlander back in February, Billions, and Last Kingdom. So that's what I'm excited to get for 2020. So, so for me, uh, you're, uh, so for me, Mandalorian, Schitt's Creek. I'm sa still savoring the current Shit's Creek series. I guess Shit's Creek I kind of discovered this year, but not just yeah. To me, it's like you with Last Kingdom. I watched the whole thing, and I'm not I'm waiting. I guess for that's the last more where I am with the show. So yeah. I guess Mandalorian's mine. Beck. Um, I you know I don't feel like I have anything new to add to this list. It's a combination of everything you guys have mentioned. Essentially, I, want I didn't Becky watch to anything watch different. The Witcher while not being able to pay attention and report oh back God. on what's going. Oh my on. God, Becky, it won't make a difference. Watch Definitely it, come in, it. come out, text me, I'll text you back, I'll fill you in. Um, I yeah. Doing. All right. Well, let's talk about the best new old show. For me, you're the worst. I will give you the Last Kingdom. 
Gilmore Girls. I've been on my Gilmore Girls journey all year. has been a treasure. And then, it, this is not a show, it's a movie, but Jackie Geary's Eli- uh, um, and Greg Fitzsimmons' Eliza Sherman's Revenge. I love that movie. And when we talk about all of these other like bloated Netflix movies, I cannot believe this movie is not on Netflix. I can't believe it. It's I, we, insane. We can bring yeah. back that campaign. Exactly. It was just us and Craig from Take Two Podcast, but like, and a few other people, but I love that movie. Okay. Lil, how about you? You're the worst. Fortune. Co- is Fortune Rookie over? Is that going to be ever made again? I don't, I don't know if they'll make another season. Maybe they will. But I, if we're yeah, going to start a campaign for anything, it's for a season yeah. two of Fortune Rookie. Thank Rookie. you very much. For sure. Shit's Creek, which is technically over. So even though when I started it, well, wasn't. no, there's. There's no, the, the latest season, six seasons, well, six is going to be the last one. That's starting in like a week or two. Oh, it's starting in a week. Okay, so that one yeah. doesn't count. Um, Broadchurch season two. That show's so good. That show's over, but it's amazing. That show is um, brutally And awesome. Luther. These are like very like intense crime shows. Um, that is also over, but amazing. Um, and then I just started watching. I haven't finished it, but I wa- I'm watching Crashing. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, that's a fun. That's a super yeah. fun one. I've seen that and, one. It's fun. And, Right, it's a cute show. Is that that comedy show? Yeah. I stopped. It's It's about the comic? I stopped. No, No, that's a different crashing. That's That's a different crashing. This is a British one. A British one about About people sleeping. Kind of. The point is that I I, I think it only has one season, but I I don't care. I'm sad that it does. I'm loving it so far. It's a sequel to Paul Verhoeven's Crash. Um, My best new world show is absolutely without a doubt Travel Man. Um, I mean, in addition to Shit's Creek and I You're the Worst Becky's and all these other enjoyment. things. I love Becky's enjoyment of these, like, niche travel food and absurd competition Is it shows. over at this show? Shall we, we never it? even, we never watched Travel Man together while yeah. you were here. It's so good. We also so never good. watched Professional. But is it over? I thought it was what, a new show. Professional Capture the Flag. Is that the other thing you wanted to watch? Oh, I was talking about old, no, old seasons tag. of a show. No, I think, tra- I don't know if Travel Man is still on, but there's old seasons of the show. That's what I was meaning. That's what the I meant. Instructions say show you discovered that's over uh, there's so there's many words on instructions. the stage <laughs> so and right, it was professional tag although professional <laughs> capture the flag could also that be sound even better i'd yeah. watch that um last up hey we did okay guys i've got to keep powering through last category did shine? Shine? Oh. Shine? No, no. Oh, you it's... were asking me. I thought it felt like Becky was taking over. David Cronenberg made that crash, not Paul Verhoeven. I always mix them up. I was wondering what you were talking about. Yeah, I, I, I mixed them up. I, that's what I was, other... I was checking that because I was like, Paul Verhoeven Paul doesn't Hag- sound right. Okay. Paul Hack is in the other one. All right. Now this is going to be fun. There's a lightning round of... Wait, oh, did I go? Yeah, I went. We all went. Okay. Went. A lightning yes. round of Buy, Rent, or Come back to the show, Shy. There's a bunch of things... <laughs> We haven't talked about in great detail, but uh, we have talked about some of them. No one of us mentioned Game of Thrones, and that well, ended this on. year. Hold on, hold on. So this I is completely it. Completely forgot this about it. This is a quick buy, rent, or huh. meh round. Okay, so Game of Thrones, buy, rent, shit. or meh. Rent. I I would not say to somebody like Lost. Don't fucking watch that show. The ending is so stupid. Don't invest. That's I'm not going to say that about Game of Thrones. Like I think if you can watch it for free, watch it. Cool, but borrow someone's not, password not to watch it. Borrow someone's well, password to borrow watch someone's it. Password. Don't buy I'm all the episodes. Spend a hundred dollars on like the se- on eight seasons or seven, whatever. I was, I was hanging out with Josh this weekend, and, or this week in New York, and he made a really good point. He said the show really ends in that episode where Arya, spoiler alert, kills the Night King. 
and then the other three episodes, you just have to you just have to count them as like a three episode um, epilogue. three episode epilogue that like moves things ahead really fast. <laughs> that they just they just decided sure. they couldn't you know pay for more, and so they just so you just have to treat them that, and then like you know maybe there'll be some comic books or something to fill in the space <laughs> about what happened. Um, okay, so Game of Thrones, I'm with you on Rent. I think overall that's been my attitude towards the show the entire time. There are some amazing episodes, but overall it's like it's solid, but it's just not. I don't live or die by that show. Yeah, Beck? Oh, uh, we're talking about Game of Thrones. Still Rent, for yeah, sure. Agreed. And, and I the agree. final season was a Rent. You should see it. It's like you said. It's not It's not like Lost, but it sure isn't the end of Parks and Rec, which is like one of the greatest endings ever show. I haven't seen yet. I haven't, haven't seen it. Ending. I haven't seen it. I'm saving it. I'm saving uh, it still. The, the Boys, which Lily already said she liked. Beck, how about you? Yeah, I'd buy that. Um, I like it enough to watch it on one of my streaming services for sure. Yeah, yeah to me, I mean that counts as buying because you it's pay like for the buy. Stream. It's like a buy. It's like a rent plus buy. Yeah, I think at the time I was super into it for sure. I like it. I don't know if I would get a streaming service. No, to, that's not what we're saying. To, we're saying no, that. But, so, so there's another one in here that I that that we're going to talk about, which is Cobra Kai. Whereas Cobra Kai is one I have YouTube Premium just to watch <laughs> that show. I have stars just for Outlander. It's it, true. I, I keep that. And so The Boys is really good, but it is like a compliment to all the other great Amazon shows like Goliath sure. and uh, Bosch, Bosch and, and and the and the like. Okay, now how about Cobra Kai? For me, that's hardcore buy. I like. I'm still. They just put out DVDs. I'm hardcore considering. Because because so the, I can get the special features. I agree, you should, and I need to see like if there's a bloopers reel. I really want to be a part of it. Um, and because of spoiler, what happens on the boys, we know that Elizabeth Shue is available for Cobra Kai. Yes. So hopefully she'll make an appearance. Um, th- yes. Um, okay. So all right, Cobra Kai. Now, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, definitely a buy for me. I love a good puppet oh. drama call that somewhere between a man or rent as in if shy's watching it and i'm at his house i guess i'll see an episode but to call it somewhere i don't I say care. i'm going out of my way to consume i'm so happy for you that's yeah, why i'm I really want, happy for you simon Pegg and mark hamill's performances i need mark hamill doesn't get enough awesome things i need simon Pegg and mark hamill to do a movie together they could just be like two old guys running a flower shop in like rural England, and it will be amazing. Like, which gr- is a Netflix? They make all kinds of stuff. That would be right. That would be a Netflix show. Make it a Netflix movie or a show. Ninety minutes, no more. Just the two of them being awesome and hilarious. Okay, Lily, how about you? Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, oh, lots of puppets. I don't care. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. Okay, Next. Al- Aladdin, the, the remake Bye. of Aladdin. Buy, and I've seen it now three times with my kid, and buy it again. Will Smith is a treasure. Agreed. Uh, and the guy that plays Aladdin and the one that plays Jasmine oh, are so charming. So charming. And that cute Aladdin kid. Love it. Buy, yeah. great. buy for me, too. And I love Naomi Scott, and I love the new song, Speechless, I think is what it's called. I like that song a lot. All right, what about the Deadwood movie? We're a big Deadwood family. I didn't see it, so can't. I didn't see it, but I'm going to I'm gonna buy it just on the assumption that it's good. I'm going to buy it, and Howie recently watched all of Deadwood and watched the Deadwood movie. I have movie, to watch it. He really liked it. So Howie... Uh, I, I'm, I'm using Howie as a proxy for other people as a buy because he's got good taste and, and I'm really glad he liked it. How about us? That was one we devoted almost the whole episode to. I'll rent it. Rent. 
For me, it's a buy. I think it was. I think about that movie oh, cool. every, every couple of days. I think about that movie. It is so oh, wow. haunting. Lupita hmm. Nyong'o's performance in that movie is so she is phenomenal. haunting and amazing. She's just incredible in that movie. Like, just it freaks me out all the time. I'm like, what if? I also uh, what if the untethered are somewhere? I'm like, what if the untethered are somewhere? What if there's just like a basement and there's another version of me just banging his head yeah. against the wall? <laughs> You can't um, see scary Betty, movies. Betty, that is something you would worry <laughs> about. Let's wrap Spike up. Should not see scary movies. Let's wrap up with our with one of the all time most loved shows. I forgot to add this on. This should on, have been on, on my po- top list on our podcast. That's just an error of lack of memory. We, we know, it's been a long year, Lily. We know it's been a long, long year. We know, year. Alana, we know Alana is watching this somewhere. Let's talk about Money Heist season three, That's where in order to get their friend out of jail who got himself in trouble they decide stupid. to rob a bigger thing than they robbed before exactly i don't know it, the end of that season not much of a cliffhanger it was everyone was really in the shitter at the end of that season i don't know how they're gonna get out of it um talk about lvps I that even... inspector woman she is one of the dumbest people the characters of all the, the character yeah. no, i'm sure the actress is a lovely human being but that character is truly one of the dumbest the one characters. that's pregnant what no the inspector oh, no the not that inspector oh, the, raquel. the love interest raquel this, raquel oh raquel. Lisbon, you know, guys Lisbon, Lisbon. so you know I, I to me that's a right to me i think those first two seasons were like amazing and this season is i'm very confused did, did somebody die at the end of the yeah oh, yeah Ni- no nairobi nairobi died what? Yeah, the yeah. I think he died. No, they killed. They, 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 they killed Nairobi. Die. The, the they, evil they, cop. I don't know. It was, they trick her into going to see her son from the window. Oh right, and, and they, they shoot her. And then they shoot her. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, unless and she's Helsinki not really... also dies. Did he die? No. No, he doesn't. I think Helsinki. No. Uh, I don't remember. I think he died. See, all right. Oh, and then you know, let's actually the bigger one, pop culture wise, is Stranger Things season. Uh, I I thought it was okay. What season was that? Two Come or three. on, Scoop Scoop three. Troop. I loved that Scoop Troop. I was I, Maya I Hawk was a cool. I'm I'm like love that she was introduced into my pop culture world because she's amazing. But mm, it was okay. I not that I saw it. Very I interesting it. to see our enthusiasm in the moment versus several months later when we can't even remember that no, the content exists. I, I think I liked it. I just don't think I was great. I don't think it was the greatest thing ever. Stranger Things was this season two or season three? Three. three. So Stranger three. Things, I feel like Game three, of Thrones, sure. and that three. it's a solid rent. I love that there is a thing everybody is watching. I love these pop culture things that everybody's right. into, but I'm not watching. super invested in it. I really love Eleven, and and Bobby. Um, Billy, Millie, Bobby, 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 Billy Bobby, Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown. I was like Billy Bobby Brown. Billy Bobby Brown. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton Brown Millie, and <laughs> but I, I think that one is is an especially meant to rent that season, not the show. The show overall is a solid rent. Right, yeah, but, but I that, think season that season is because of how they did. Uh, what's his name? Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, the Harbor. No, what's his name? Hopper. David Harbor. They, they, Hopper. They, they did Hopper so wrong in that season. They made mm-hmm. him such an oaf that I, I didn't love it. Um, all right, well. Uh, with that, you have any? We've we've a lot of shout outs throughout this episode. What do you have any specific shout outs before? Yes, I do. Have very important shout outs. 
I need to give the biggest of all biggest 2019 shout outs to mom and dad for coming to Berkeley and basically saving my life over the last five weeks. And then that Getting time up. they came to the All-Star Comic-Con with us. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then to the All-Star Comic-Con. On their anniversary. Yeah. On their anniversary. They, have, they have been their most supportive <laughs> selves. They get up every morning with my eldest. They help. Mom stays up almost every night late holding the baby so I can sleep for a couple hours. It, they have. They get all my shout-outs. So thank you, Mom and Dad, for um, helping me to survive the last five weeks in this whole last year you've been just phenomenal my shout out is to cousin vanessa the og friday night movie fan who i got to hang out with a ton last week with her and her family and they're just awesome and as most folks know that was the first time she and i have ever really hung out in person in 30 plus years of knowing each other and she is even cooler than one could imagine so that was amazing uh, so I'm just going to leave it at that, although there are tons of shout-outs I could give. I'm going to leave it at that very important one. And, and, of course, you too, my sisters. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Great. Lily? All right. Oh, shout-out Mom and Dad and you for making this podcast happen because we would not have one without you, Shai. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, would we want a podcast without him? No. I feel like he's the driving force for a reason. <laughs> you brought this on yourself, Shai. That's fair. There's a reason you have to do the most homework. That, <laughs> that is fair. Okay. Um, uh, where can people follow you, Becky? At, at PaperBKPrincess on Twitter. And You're you like might have all noticed, over Twitter these days. Yeah, I might have noticed. I have replied to a couple of tweets. Yeah, you're all Just over. Just two. You're all but over I've Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm Chi Chi. C-H-I-C-H-I Chichi K Gomez on the Twitter. And I too have been on fire. And you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table. That's Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can go to our website, FridayNightMoviePod.com, which includes the glossary, which has all of the buy, rent, or may rules and things like that for you to check out. And uh, our theme song is by What Does It Eat? It's going to kick in. And as it kicks in, go to your phone or wherever you're listening and rate us, review us. Give us a five-star review. review. Don't hold it's back. nothing less than five stars. It's free and very helpful. And with that, we close off 2019, and we are excited for what is to come in 2020. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.